Hello, my name is Alan Knapp, and I'm a senior editor for Functional Ecology, and today I'm visiting with Laura Sousa from the University of Oklahoma. Laura is the lead author on a paper entitled Plant Genotypic Variation and Intraspecific Diversity Trump Soil Nutrient Availability to Shape Old Field Structure and Function. This is a paper soon to be published in Functional Ecology. Laura, welcome to the podcast, and congratulations on the paper. Well, thank you. Let's begin with a, a couple of general questions before we talk about your paper in detail. Uh, maybe we could start with some general background on the importance of diversity, overall ecosystem structure and function, and, and perhaps specifically past evidence that genotypic diversity in dominant species can have a strong influence on ecosystem function. Great. And so this linkage or connection between biodiversity and ecosystem function comes with the premise that greater biodiversity generally promotes ecosystem function and the underlying mechanisms, um, particularly regarding to resource use or resource partitioning amongst individuals is that the more diversity you have in a community, uh, the more variation you have amongst individuals um, that are coexisting in that environment. And as a result of that, there is more partitioning of resources and greater utilization of resources available. And therefore, that promotes, you know, functioning of the ecosystem, which often is measured um, in terms of primary productivity. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lot of focus uh, for many years and still today in terms of how biodiversity across species shapes ecosystem function. And there are uh, several studies that have manipulated uh, biological diversity uh, by going from you know, monocultures to um, high species number up to 32 species in a, in a given plot and show that in fact as you increase biodiversity um, across species that promotes uh, the function or, or productivity in those systems. And I would say that the evidence for the linkage between biodiversity and ecosystem function from a within species uh, perspective or looking at how genotypic diversity within a dominant species may also influence ecosystem function um, goes back to Widom's work, Tom Widom's work um, with uh, Populus and, and we've also had uh, more recently uh, the work actually that inspired my uh, our study was uh, with uh, Gregory Kretzinger who actually manipulated uh, the genotypic diversity of Solidago autissima, the species that we use here in the study. And they were able to show that as you go from a single genotype or plots containing individuals that all belong to the same genotype, um, as you ramp that up to two genotypes in a plot, to three, to six, nine, and 12, that as you increase that genotypic diversity, there's an increase in primary productivity, um, but also an increase in the diversity of associated herbivores um, in the system. And so um, work of, again, of uh, Gregory Kretzinger et al., as well as Widom um, Johnson that has worked with Onothera, um, another model organism, and Michael Madrick and so forth, um, um, have shown that, again, as you increase genotypic diversity of a dominant organism, um, can promote or increase productivity in that system. And that has also been shown in aquatic systems, G1 system that has also inspired my work is uh, by J.J. Stakowitz with the eelgrass uh, or Zostera that also shows the same pattern. Great. So, so your experimental approach, uh, which, which is really nice, and, and for folks who can check it out in the lay summary, there's a beautiful picture of your plots. Uh, it was really quite impressive in terms of these uh, these plots side by side containing either mono, genotypic monocultures or 
or a diversity of genotypes. Can you describe that design for us in a bit more detail, including the fact that you had a nutrient addition treatment as well? That's correct. So we had uh, on the intraspecific diversity side of the experiment, uh, in terms of its manipulation, as you mentioned, we had monocultures uh, where every individual belonged to the same genotype, and we also had mixtures. And the mixtures, every individual belonged to a different genotype. And the reason why we decided to have a fixed number of genotypes for the mixture, that being six genotypes, is that previous work, as I mentioned, by Kretzinger et al., um, showed that when you reached six um, different genotypes in a given mixture, that uh, the responses in terms of primary productivity saturated, meaning that as you went from six to nine to 12 genotypes in a mixture, productivity state remained the same. And so we stuck with uh, six genotypes for our mixture for that reason. Uh, and so, um, so then basically the monocultures had six individuals that they all belonged to the same uh, genotype and then the mixtures had six individuals that each belonged to a different genotype. And then the reason behind the nutrient treatment is that I was really interested, myself and my co-authors, on the conditionality of the diversity effect. Meaning that, for example, will diversity have the same impact uh, within species diversity, have the same impact on ecosystem function when nutrients are under ambient conditions versus when we enrich the, the nutrient, the soils with um, elevated nitrogen or phosphorus, which are known to be limiting in grasslands. Mm -hmm. And so the idea behind this is that, for example, potentially monocultures might do just as well as mixtures under nutrient enrichment, for example. And so we were testing that idea, and particularly also because uh, Solidago altissima is a dominant species in old fields across eastern U.S., and those old fields from previous work um, in my group and others have shown that there is uh, their gradients in nitrogen and phosphorus. And so we are really interested in trying to understand the interplay of diversity within the dominant species as nutrients um, or under ambient conditions as well as under um, sort of a non-limiting uh, status when we enrich the soil with nitrogen and phosphorus. Great. So uh, in a nutshell, tell us, tell us what you learned. What, what are the key findings of your study? What, what do you want readers to take away from this paper? So I would like readers should take away from this paper, first and foremost, is that diversity or variation um, amongst individuals within a species can posit the same impact on ecosystem functions as diversity and variation across um, individuals across species has played in the past. In other words, the intraspecific variation is just as important as um, across species variation or interspecific variation to influence ecosystem functions. And in turn, by losing genotypes of dominant species, the implications for that on ecosystem functions can be similar to losing species um, in, a, in a system where you have, you know, when you have multiple species. And so the loss of genotypes can be similar as the loss of species in terms of um, the functioning of ecosystems. And surprisingly, we did not find nutrients to play a big role. And so what's interesting to us is that genotypic diversity um, and intraspecific variation were stronger factors in our system determining ecosystem function. And so it didn't really matter in our situation how, whether nutrients were limiting or not. Um, the identity of genotypes as well as a combination of genotypes in a diversity um, or in a mixture setting is what 
determined or influenced uh, both the exchange of CO2 and um, water uh, at the system level. Great. So, so you you end up uh, your paper. You conclude it by by talking about this growing appreciation. Your own your own study included this that within species variation can have as large as impact on ecosystems as among species. And and then also you you point out that global changes are likely altering genotypic distributions at at more of a landscape level. Um, can, can you elaborate on that a bit? What 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 you mean by ending with that particular conclusion? Absolutely. Uh, so. I will start a little bit with like other studies, for example, recent studies have shown that with climatic warming, for example, that um, climatic warming is leading towards the lowering of genetic diversity, for example, across many northern um, plant species in, in northern latitudes. Um, and so that loss of genetic diversity due to warming is, again, has an implication to lowering um, intraspecific variation um, that can impact um, ecosystem function. And so that's in terms of like, Climate warming influencing at a landscape level, um, genetic diversity has been shown in other systems. In our system, what I um, was relating to when I spoke of this changes in, uh, well, genotypic distributions across the landscape in response to global changes is that previous working uh, in our group has shown that, for example, uh, we find an intraspecific variation in heat stress responses of Solidago autissima genotypes that were collected from both northern and southern latitudes of its, its range. What that means is that when we basically expose uh, genotypes of Solidago, granted this is in control settings, but we track their physiology, we find that as we ramp up temperatures that sort of increase uh, the temperature that those genotypes are being exposed to. Some genotypes will fare, seem to fare pretty well, and so they're still maintaining their leaf level carbon uptake, their whole plant level carbon uptake, and are likely to persist in the system over time. But we also find that their genotypes, for example, in Solidago autissima, that under heat stress, um, they start exchanging less carbon at the leaf level, at the individual level, and for perennial species, that over time can lead towards sort of a demise of that particular genotype in the landscape. And so we also have been, have tracked sort of, again, this um, intraspecific variation or differences in susceptibility to, for example, climatic warming on the physiology of those genotypes. And given that um, in a grassland setting, for example, we have Solidago genotypes sort of distributed along the, the landscape. Under warming, for example, we um, are likely over time to have uh, potentially a decline in the physiology and over time uh, in, in the presence of particular genotypes, which can then um, influence the function of the system because as our current paper shows, um, genotype identity can really determine uh, both the exchange of water and, and CO2 at the system level. Well, great. Well, well, thanks, Laura. Thanks very much for taking the time to visit with us today. Uh, congratulations on the paper, and uh, best of luck in your future research. Well, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.